Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Triple Babble Podcast. I'm your host, Trev, um, and I'm joined here by my co-host, as always. Uh, I've got TP as well as El Jefe with me. Uh, it's on Triple Babble. You know, we talk about all things NFL. We talk uh, matchup analysis and breakdowns. We do a little bit of, you know, fantasy and sports betting. And, of course, uh, dedicated content towards our favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so I want to start with uh, just seeing how my guys are doing today. Uh, TP, what's going on with you? Last night I was told I looked like uh, Cam Newton. I had a specific hat on, which I actually don't know where it is right now. One of those uh, those fancy hats with like a feather or something popping out of it? Yeah, kind of fedora-esque. I don't know where that hat is. But... I remember when Future used to wear those hats. Like that was yeah. like a thing he was doing. I mean, it's not, it's not, a, bad, it's not a bad look at all. It's not um, a bad look. No. Nah. So I went out. We went to um, Shelter DC last night. It was pretty good. The bill was pretty steep. Oh, I I bet I bet. But when you're balling, you know, like um, like yourself, you know, what what you know what what is what is money? What is money? But just the means to an end, you know. No, nah, but if you guys ever get the chance, I definitely recommend going to Shelter. This is not a plug or an advertisement, but I do 100% recommend going to Shelter. They're um. They had this Chilean Chilean sea bass, yeah, to die for. Um, and then we had a ribeye, and then we had some cab. Oh, we had some salmon. I'm not salmon. We had uh, what do you call it? I forgot what sushi it was, but there was caviar. It was topped with caviar. Caviar is surprisingly really good. So, well, I'm gonna have to live vicariously through you all uh, until I make uh, my next venture up that way and uh, try it for myself. So, yeah, it sounds it sounds delicious though, honestly. It was a good time. It was a very good time. Cool, cool, cool. Oh man, um, got me hungry now. But uh, let me talk to Hefe, man. How you doing today? What's going on with you? Well, man, Trev. You know, I always like to say I'm living the dream. But right about now, it sounds like TP's living the dream. That money must have came in for him because it sounds like he's living right. Yo, last last episode <laughs> we closed off on making sure this man got the money that he was owed. Remember that? That was one of the the closing things. Yeah, so it he looks must like that, it happened. It, it happened. looks like that money cashed in because he he living the dream out there. Money I don't was, know if I have them was, type of funds. Money money was deposited uh, into accounts. So speaking, of, like. speaking of dreams, I do have a bone to pick with corporate America and their um exploitation of Martin Luther King and his quotes, but we can get into that another time. <laughs> uh, my job did things the other day and I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like they misused the quote and it just was Oh, uh, they probably did, man. There are so many people who and I don't want to like stand on this for too long and we can move on after this last comment, but there are people who would um, who will quote Dr. King, but then, uh, you know, the next day have some, you know, some other um, things to say. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, half a man, let's let's get into it. Let's let's, yeah, let's get into let's, uh, this let's recap get into it. of a wild card weekend. It. And the first thing I want to recap is if anybody paid attention to us last week, we literally gave y'all the entire rundown. We told y'all how to make the cash last week, so make sure y'all lock in because we're going to try and do it again this week. But let's go ahead and recap what we already tried to tell y'all. First up, Seattle at the 49ers, and the 49ers straight up crushed Seattle 41-23. to Man, that was a showing by Brock. <laughs> how y'all feel about seeing that? Um, Brock Purdy sliced up one of the worst defenses in the NFL. 
Um, he looked good doing it too. Four touchdowns, most by a rookie, I believe, um, in the postseason. He looked good. Seattle actually led at halftime, um, gave them a little bit of hope, kept the game interesting. But like you said, they destroyed them to beat them down on that second half. Didn't stand a chance. Uh, Gino had a very timely fumble. Things just didn't work out for them. High-scoring game. You love to see it. Love to see points. Um, 49ers had too many weapons, too many pieces. Debo came back with a vengeance. Uh, McCaffrey had a huge, like, run at one point. I mean, he ran for, like, 68 yards on on one run at one point in the game. I mean, this this team just really went off. Um, but, yeah, they dominated them. I was a, I was a little concerned. Um with that point spread, it set at nine and a half. Uh, you know, we talked about it before, but divisional opponents, you know, I always say like anything can happen, uh, especially just the third time playing them that year. Anything can really happen. Uh, but yeah, they kept it close up until halftime. And then afterwards, you know, the gap, the gap widened. So they took advantage. Uh, fun game, though. The result was what all of us expected. Yeah. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, Seattle did play a pretty clean game um, initially at first. I mean, initially. Um, the same thing happens with San Francisco. You know, the, you're playing a game with them and you're playing well, but it's always that one mistake. It's kind of like with Miami, I feel like. They're playing a close game with San Francisco. Everything was fine. And then you make that one turnover and then the floodgates just open. So you understand, or Dallas, you know, going into this game, you have to play mistake-free football because if you do not, San Francisco and this offense is going to capitalize. And even if the offense capitalizes, defense will be sure to ultimately force the offense to capitalize or they're going to capitalize for the offense. So um, Debo Samuel with that, you know, catch and the yards after the catch there, you have to tackle him, especially on the sideline, push him out of bounds, do something. But I think that might've been the play where <laughs> I think a receiver was also holding, but the refs just refused to call it. There's one play with Debo Samuel. There was like it was like a blatant hole by a receiver down the field, but they just didn't call it. But I mean, at that point, the game was all but out of reach. So, you know, going forward, you have to play. So you have to you have to understand to play San Francisco very tough. You have to keep the game very close. You have to, you know, wait for them to make mistakes. But they seem to be making little to no mistakes at all. Brock Purdy as a rookie is playing extremely well. Uh, the word around town is that he hasn't played against an equipped defense whatsoever. And Seattle obviously is not that, so we will see. <clears throat> there are spots where you can get after Seattle. I mean, after San Francisco on defense, obviously very few and far between. But as we saw with Seattle, there are ways to get after them. So hopefully the Cowboys watch film and they will be able to limit the mistakes. But congratulations on an excellent season, Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Yeah, that was it. Yeah, man. Hats off to Seattle. They they weren't even supposed to be in this position um, at all when, when they uh, I don't think many people thought they would even sniff uh, over 500 season this year. So uh, shout out to Gino. Real real talk. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead, get into the next game, a game that really scared my tickets, scared my life and and was getting ready to end a streak that that Lawrence was setting. I'm talking about the Chargers at the Jags. The Jags came back to win 31 to 30 on a last second field goal and keep Trevor Lawrence's undefeated uh Saturday record right on tack. How y'all feel about that record and what's going yeah, on here? Um uh the Chargers are still the Chargers. 
They will never not be the Chargers, even if they move from San Diego to Los Angeles, clearly. Chargers are the new Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> and let me not insult them too deeply because, you know, we still have some ghosts to exercise as well, ghosts and demons to exercise. But yeah, let me take that back. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. But Brandon I'm sorry, Chargers. <laughs> Brandon Staley, I, 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 um, I don't know if your job should be called for after an, a, a collapse like that. Um, I, I won't. I won't call you uh, Justin Rivers, Justin Herbert, because I'm, I'm going to assume that you did all that you could do. I like to think that that was just the defense, obviously collapsing and play calling. So you're you're somewhat exempt from the scrutiny. I feel like realistically, at the end of the day, you're up 27-0. You put up 30, and you just can't put up anything. You can't do anything else after the fact. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who's to blame. But I, you know, you, I don't even think you really put the blame on them. It's more like Jacksonville took it. Trevor Lawrence had an abysmal first half. What was it four turnovers? Yeah. 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 Four turnovers. And then Three by Asante. Asante Samuel Jr. I know yeah. that his father's proud. But I, I, I think that the resilience shown by this Jacksonville team, you know, it, it, it goes to show that they're they're not just a fluke. You know, they're here to play football. It's going to be interesting to see them lined up with the Kansas City Chiefs this upcoming weekend. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a shootout if, we're, if we've ever seen one. That's, that should be a shootout, rather, but I think Kansas City has more, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But, yeah, kudos to Jacksonville for taking it, uh, taking advantage of what was a um, almost guaranteed collapse by the Chargers at some point in the playoffs. <laughs> Trev, man, how you feel about the uh the Jags comeback win? Uh, I feel like the NFL script writers won, um, and when they win, we all win. But, um, it was impressive to see them come back and rally from such a deficit. And you know, a big thing for quarterbacks is confidence and momentum. And you could say that Jacksonville had all the momentum sucked out of their stadium, and somehow, you know, they're able to stay confident, remain cool. And just continue executing plays and drives that were going to get them yards and, you know, eventually points. Uh, the defense also did their thing because, you know, they prevented the Chargers from, you know, continuing to run up the score on them uh, while they were making their comeback on offense. So overall, I mean, it was really impressive. And uh, once I saw the Jaguars start to come back, me and Hefe were talking and um, he put in chat. He was like, man, uh, Jaguars plus what was it? Seventeen hundred, I think something like that. And I, I said I told him I told him you're wild. And I wasn't even joking, but I was like, you're wild because uh, <laughs> that's just what the books want you to do. But um, it, I was the wild one for for not uh going for that one. But uh, I do believe Hefe did get some uh get 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 a get a good payout. Um, he did he did eventually go with the pick, so uh, I'm glad he took that. But it, it was cool. It was cool to see that um you know quarterback named Trevor uh winning. Um, I was I was rooting for him. So uh, that was our pick. Uh, all of our pick. So. You know, I can't can't have this man losing. No, he might lose to Patrick Mahomes, and you know that's acceptable. You know, it's Mahomes, but uh, yeah, original spread plus what two and a half or whatever came in. Uh, it it looked really really bad for for a long time. One of the first first drive was a turnover. So, um, yeah, it was cool to see that Jacksonville. They have a they have a cool fan base. I mean, their fans like that team has sucked, man, for for a while, and their fans like you know ride pretty hard for them. So that was that was cool to see. Um, you know, underachieving. You know 
previously underachieving team uh turned around from like three seven in the middle of the season to uh winning the division winning record and winning a wild card uh, game against you know justin herbert it's pretty cool uh, i don't think staley gets fired i do think that he's gonna fire some of his uh coordinators which i think has already happened um and i think that's what we'll see i, I don't think like he necessarily did that. he's made some bonehead decisions but he's a pretty young coach and from what i understand the players like him uh so you know i think he'll uh, retain his job still into next season. All right. Well, that's enough of Saturday. Let's go ahead and get into Sunday. And we kicked off Sunday with pretty much the same same little results were going on. We when we saw the Dolphins at the Bills, the Bills barely hung on to win, thirty four to thirty one. How y'all feel about that that game? That was real interesting. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go this time. Uh, script writers, man. Um, but also the Buffalo Bills. I think if the Bills really, really wanted to, they could have blown this team out and not even allow them the opportunity to kind of come back into this game. But uh, just due to the fact that it's the playoffs, there's only one game happening at a time. I do think there was emphasis on, okay, we went up on them. We've seen that happen. We know we can do this at any point in time. Um, You know, we can't turn away from the game. The NFL doesn't want a playoff game, you know, to, especially when it's one game at a time, come on and uh, people turn away from it. Like uh, when the Vikings Cowboys game happened, you know, that was a prime time game and they had to, you know, turn away from it. Thankfully, there was another game on that they could switch to. So I don't think the NFL wants that. So you notice these playoff games kind of come down to like the last two drives or whatever, uh, pretty much. I think that's a common thing that we're going to see. It keeps us, you know, entertained. We know these are entertainment leagues slash sports leagues at the end of the day. So um, the fact that Miami uh, covered that 14-point spread does not surprise me. But I do believe the Buffalo Bills, uh, if this was a Super Bowl, they could have just blown them out. Um, you know, well, not Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game. They they could have really blown them out if they if they chose to. So um, yeah, it was it was it was entertaining. Bills did what Bills do. Um, underwhelming conclusion to the season for Miami. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, the kid, uh, the rookie. I think he was drafted right before Brock Purdy, uh, second to last quarterback before Brock Purdy was drafted. Uh, you know, he he did his thing out there. Um, you know, brought his team team close to the jaws of victory, but not quite there. Well, yeah, he drafted before Purdy. His Purdy was mystery relevant. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nah, I mean, he played well for what it's worth against. He did <clears throat> a pretty stout uh, Buffalo Bills defense. Yeah, in Buffalo, in fact, so. Kudos Thanks. to the Miami Dolphins, especially with Tyreek Hill also being hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to keep the game interesting, or at least the script writers found a way to keep it as interesting as possible. Trev, if there's something you know that I don't know, please share with me off the air. I, I know nothing, but yeah. we can talk off air. I will tell you the script writers were in full effect Sunday. But, yeah. So, uh, this I mean, the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills – Everybody, a lot, not everybody, a lot of people, you know, want to pick them to make the make and win the Super Bowl. They've been cursed for years. You know, the different, the, the multiple tragedies that they faced was a Dawson Knox had a death in his family. Then there was the shooter in Buffalo. Then, you know, DeMar Hamlet. So that um, Buffalo faithful have endured quite their share of heartache and trauma mm-hmm. um, events this past year. <clears throat> With that being said, Josh Allen is going to have to clean up his game. You know, he, he has a tendency to get a little wild. So, but I do think he will do so. I know they have, um, who, who do they have coming up this week? They got, yeah, they have Cincinnati. So, they, they, they don't, 
their their task just got even more daunting because Cincinnati, from what I've heard, what I've read, feel a little bit disrespected with the way everybody is handling this situation in the AFC. And it's not yeah. like Cincinnati didn't go to the Super Bowl or anything last year. So my 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 um tip to Buffalo, clean up uh Josh Allen. Man, um, I've got I've I I'll say I'll say what I have to say until we get to the Bill Cincinnati game because I, I do have something interesting to say um, yeah. about that matchup. I'll say clean that up because Cincinnati, aside from San Francisco, is probably the hottest team in the NFL despite their lackluster performance against Baltimore. So, but we'll 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 get into all that. Let's re- let's recap that Baltimore Cincinnati game though. That oh, that was a fun but- game. Yeah, but but before that we had a game that played. Before that we had a game that went on, and we we saw the Giants at the Vikings. Giants won their first playoff game in eleven years, thirty-one to twenty-four, and we had it right again, fellas. Money yeah. line, another a another money line pick for the for the guys, but yeah, spread spread and the money line. Giants plus three and a half. I mean, Minnesota have been such a. I was talking to someone earlier today. Minnesota have been one of those teams all year with you could see them be dominant at times and then you see them crumble then you see them do the unthinkable like what they did against indianapolis uh you know a few months ago whatever coming back when they were down 33 to zero largest comeback in nfl history but i mean they broke the record for winning games decided by one point or more that's a team that is fun to watch but not to take seriously in the playoffs because you know, you never know when they're gonna implode like they have at points in the season. The Giants have never really imploded, except for when they played the Eagles that time and the Eagles just dominated them. They just blew them out. But yeah, um, Giants did their thing. Daniel Jones, man, he looked like a grown man. Vanilla Vic, uh, 70 yards rushing, a few touchdown passes, over 300 yards uh passing. They said no quarterbacks have done that in the playoffs, those type of numbers. Um before so that, that was pretty impressive but yeah new york looks like a strong team i'm really interested to see how eagles and giants will play out uh that that'll probably be a really good game yeah we know tp got a lot of ties in that one oh i know he does nah, Damn, I, traitor I mean, all, i'm not a traitor <laughs> i don't support i don't support any one of those teams yeah very clear about that Melody. yeah the hate is felt yeah no matter who i'm a no matter who i'm aligned with uh-huh. Is that so? Is that, is that so? Is is it's that never, the case? I know. I know that they say Philadelphia is a city of love, but there's no love. There's no love with with me and and, and them. There's no love. We're just them. we're just doing wellness checks. That's all. <laughs> just a couple wellness <laughs> checks here and there. I'm very I'm very well. Everything is everything is put together well here. We were just making sure. That's all. But um, as far as the Giants go, yeah, they're they gave up what a couple. Like 30, 40 yards, first couple of drives of Justin Jefferson and just shut it down after the point. I mean, after the fact. So it's definitely good for them. That's that's a good sign for them because they have a very they have the very daunting task of having to play defense against AJ Brown, who for whatever well, I won't say for whatever reason, because he is a you know, I would, maybe a would we say elite he's an elite receiver? It's definitely a, AJ a, Brown's definitely an elite receiver, man. So okay, we'll see. That man's elite, bro. Whenever the Eagles tend to get in trouble, they they tend to run that fly route, that fly or deep post, and A.J. Brown always seems to break out for 50, 60, 70-yard touchdowns. So the Giants are going to have to be very aware of the big play, 20-plus yards, 
I mean, as well as Devontae Smith, because Devontae Smith is no sleeper, is nobody to sleep over, scoff at either. And Quez Watkins, for what it's worth, does what he needs to be done. I don't know why we're getting into the Philly New York game now, but <laughs> yeah, we, we got to talk about Baltimore, Cincinnati. We got to talk about them. New York, um, Saquon, his first playoff game, you know, played extremely well. Yeah, you do. I think it was it was it's good it's good to see that even though I'm not a, you know I don't really like the Giants or anything or something like that but it's good to see Saquon Barkley finally get the chance to show what Saquon show who Saquon Barkley is in the playoffs in that type of environment and he he did what he needed to do and you know the Giants defense also showed up Kirk Cousins relapsed PTSD of being in the NFC East. So I think that's what he saw a little bit of that Giants blue again. It was like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. So <laughs> signed, sealed, delivered his his season resignation letter. Um, Bro, he threw that last pass, uh, not even to the sticks. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Justin Jefferson was quadruple covered. Just throw it up to him. Like <laughs> at least, at least, at least say you threw it to your best player yeah. at a at the most important part in the game, and no one would even care. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he he did what he did what he does. Um, which is a check down pass with this season uh on the line. But um, yeah. But um, I know Travis chomping at the bits to to get to the next one. But before we do that, we we made a quick joke about uh about TP and his wellness checks, and and I just want to say uh real quick before we get canceled that a well wellness checks is is nothing to make fun of because um because. Recently, a guy had to get struck with the wellness check. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if y'all know about it, um, but a guy named Kevin Nash was was hit with the wellness check after his son committed suicide, and and now did, he's talking about that. putting guns guns to his head and all this stuff. I think so that's his mouth or something. Yeah, he like put that. it he put it in yeah, his mouth and and he, and he and he said there's no reason to live and he he said a bunch of stuff. So I just want to say you know to the world that it's not funny you know obviously and um kevin nash man i i hope you're doing better i hope you're getting better and um yeah all that uh so but trev man let's go ahead let's do it let's get into it let's get I know, into I know, it I, I know i know you're chomping i know yeah. you're ready yeah so, ravens so at the Bengals, man yeah Ray, Ray, ravens at the Bengals. i i got on this show last week and i declared that the Bengals uh could potentially lose Baltimore will cover, and uh, we might see a Baltimore, you know, advance in the next round. Very, con- but you were very confident about that plus was, eight and a half. Yeah, I, I want to point that out. About that. I was very, very confident, confident about that. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen you so confident. I was very, I was very confident about that. Uh, just because I looked at how they played them last week, they knew that game was meaningless. The fact that uh, you know they went out there and they only, they still managed to win by uh, what was it, eleven points or whatever. Uh, and the spread was uh, set at like eight and a half or nine, uh, eight and a half in most books. So I was like, they can cover that, you know. Like people think like Burrow's about to go in there. Like no, they got it. They have a good defense. Like come on, it's like it's not Burrow versus the quarterback. It's Burrow versus you know their defense, and their defense is good. So. But my concern was the Bengals also have a pretty good defense. So pretty low scoring affair. It did go over 40 points. So all the games that weekend went over the totals. Um, but yeah, uh, we saw we saw Lamar Jr., aka Tyler Huntley, aka Snoop Huntley, go in there. And uh, you know, he he did his thing, man. Um, it came down to a last play. And I mean, if his arms were stretched out a little bit wider, you know, if he could do a Mr. Fantastic. You know, whatever. Uh, you know, he wouldn't be able to catch that ball, and uh, you know, it might be a different team advancing at this point in time. But it was an entertaining game, and I think people didn't think it was going to be as entertaining 
as I said before, um, every game in the wild card round came down to a single possession for the most part. Uh, the last possession of the game pretty much decided it. Like I said, the script writers want to keep this thing interesting. And um, it was it was uh, very crazy in that game where uh, Tyler Huntley went for that QB sneak, hopped up in the air, ball came out his hand. Uh, I think it was a defensive end, uh, pretty much took the ball. Sam Hubbard, I think was his name. Ran it for ninety nine yards into the. I was like, "This is some." I don't even know what to say. I don't. I don't think. I think that was an accident. I really do. I don't think that was like part of the plan. But I mean, that is that is nuts, man. That that was one of the craziest, um, you know, sequences I've I've seen, especially in the playoffs. But man, Baltimore, they didn't give up. You know, they went all out, and um, unfortunately, they couldn't get it done. Uh, but it was it was an entertaining game. Baltimore covered. I knew they would. I believed in them to cover that game, and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they show a lot of problems for next year. I hope they, they fix it with Lamar. Um, I heard their owner say they're 200% sure Lamar will return. He's our quarterback. Uh, we'll show him the money then. And well, I heard they're going to tag him. I mean, it, it, for them, and that is smart to tag him. Because I mean, if, as a business owner, if I was in that position, um, I would probably do that just, just as a business owner. But um, they should extend him. I mean, he's earned it. But it's a business, and, you know, they have the power to do that. So... That's up to them. Um, I hope they can come to another agreement. Um, such such yeah. passion and fervor about the Baltimore Ravens, you would have thought that this this was just an NFL an NFL podcast, you know, or maybe a Baltimore podcast coming out of Virginia. But <laughs> let us all thank Sam Hubbard for ending the Ravens season. I I, I just despise the Ravens. I, I just don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just fucking around. Why I don't like the Ravens at all for my own personal reasons, but they did play. So you're so you're not fucking around. Well, I mean, I'm not 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 to spend <laughs> hate away per se, but no, I don't like them. <laughs> the whole Sam Hubbard thing, Sam Hubbard thing. That was yeah, that was that was fucking around. I, they you know, they played well, you know, improvising without Lamar Jackson. Obviously, I was actually talking to a Ravens fan yesterday, and he was saying that he he feels that it's time to move on from Lamar Jackson. He has he's played in only one full season, but I you know to my from my understanding you know he's he's a former MVP, but he only has one playoff win in the years that he's played with the Baltimore Ravens. So there's there's ups and downs obviously. Uh, the, he said that they they want Lamar to be a little bit more accurate when he is under center. Obviously, he's a very dynamic player. He Bro, can, what was your friend smoking that day? Hey man, I don't know. I'm not a Ravens I'm not a Ravens aficionado, so I don't really know what's going on in Baltimore, but. According to that individual, you know, they, they said that Lamar is not as accurate as they would like. Um, he He's not as durable as he would like. But then he also named some other uh, black quarterbacks that, you know, he said weren't as good. That, you know, and I, I kind of felt that kind of felt that there was a different there was a different tone that was lying under. It's crazy. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like the way this conversation is going. Um, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. I, I had to kind of like move away from the conversation. But. Um, they, you know, they, they were saying. That, Do I know who you're talking about? I think no, I know who you're talking. About. Okay. Yeah, this is this is like nobody near any of us. All right. Like, okay. Conversations. Uh, to his points though, uh, Lamar is is not as durable as he as as we would like to see from a QB one though. Uh, I will say that. No, he's not. But Joe, to to talk about Cincinnati because obviously they're upset that they're not getting spoken about uh, currently. The Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow specifically 
allegedly struggle against this Baltimore defense for whatever reason. And I mean, it's, it's, it's very true as we saw um, this, this past playoff weekend, um, Cincinnati coming into the game is one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And they were pretty much stymied for a lot of that game. I mean, given what Cincinnati does offensively, Joe Burrow only had one passing touchdown. And then uh, he had a rushing touchdown and obviously Sam Hubbard with the, um, the defense touchdown. So, I mean, it didn't really do too much on offense. Baltimore did what they needed to do. It was just unlucky, unlucky draw with that fumble. And, you know, to the script writers, <laughs> to the script writers, kudos. Very electric finish. Even yeah, though, that, was, that, was one of, that was one of the better scripts. Yeah. You know, even though the fumble did happen. Baltimore <laughs> did have time. So, but, you know, congratulations to Baltimore for making it this far without their leader. And Lamar Jackson, I think that that city does need a leader like Lamar, very gritty, grindy, or gritty, grind, heavy player. You know, somebody that has that um, demeanor about them that can lead a city like Baltimore you know, into the promised land if that does ever happen. But first, I got to get his contract right. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's get into the last game real quick. Real it took quick. too long to get to this one. Shit started with this. Uh, but leave but, it away. You know, you got to save. Hey, but you know what they say, save the best for last. Yeah. So with that being said, we had, and that's what they did. Monday night football, they saved the best for last. Them boys, when they traveled to Tampa, they got their first road win since 92 in the playoffs, 31-14. Beat up on old Yeller. Hopefully <laughs> took him out the saddle. We may not see him next year. But like I told y'all in a message before, yeah. if we do see him next year, he's going to Vegas. I promise y'all he's going to Vegas. Or Miami. I wouldn't be surprised when it's Miami. <laughs> to it, to it, to it, Tagovailoa had a cryptic post on Twitter talking about um, like he was almost giving them a farewell. It just seemed very like interesting. <laughs> uh, he didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Um. <laughs> oh man. Uh, none. Nonetheless, uh, we won our game, and and that's what it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. Actually, what, what, where's where's the excitement? It was amazing, man. I bro, think he's they lost some words. He don't bro, know what to say right bro, now. Bro, they yeah, they had look. They had they had dug six feet, bro. They had and hey, they look. started. They started to bury the star already, man. They said. They said it's done. They said this is the same Cowboys as last year, first round exit, um, and we're gonna lose to the goat again, like we did in and, week one. And Dak Prescott probably had one of the better games of his entire career, definitely in the playoffs, but his entire NFL career. This man was running, he was throwing the ball, he was accurate with the ball, and most importantly, he had no turnovers. I looked at Dak Prescott's um interception prop before the game and i said everyone thinks he's gonna throw an interception because he's just that's all he's done his player prop for uh to not throw an interception was plus 182 and i was like so close to hitting it because i'm just like that's the script or that's the angle everyone knows that he's gonna throw an interception because of what he's done in every game since he's returned plus 182 I don't know, man. He might, you know, he he said, you know, he was going to work on it. He's going to fix it. He said that every game. But this is the one that mattered, and he did it. Um, I should have taken that. Um, I might take it this week um, just because people think, oh, yeah, that defense is so much better. 
and you know watch that maybe not turn it over again uh, I don't know but either way I was super excited man I mean uh I had people saying to me like uh he's 45 and I'm just like I don't care if he's 55 like <laughs> this man's never lost to the Cowboys um we haven't won on the road in 30 years man so it's it's it a big like people had a lot of hate in their hearts. Oh my gosh, that. man! You you could see it. It was it was like uh you know the guy that stole Christmas. It was like that. <laughs> um. So, but you know we we prevailed. Um. I mean, there wasn't a moment in the game after we started scoring where you know it ever looked like the contest would have been close. Uh. We just kind of kept our foot on the proverbial gas and and we never let off. Um. Yeah, they scored a touchdown. Julio Jones. Who'd have thought that? Um but it, it was well out of reach um our kicker man like whole nother story um we signed that's a guy to the practice squad but i mean he missed four extra points that's really that's really where i wanted to start because yes obviously the cowboys played an exceptional game but brett Maher, uh, i don't think well i think it's because you didn't add him into the roll call yeah. i think that's what it was he felt disrespected by you that's well, probably what happened. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Actually. Let's let's not ever have that happen again. That makes a lot you're gonna of have sense. you're gonna we're we're gonna have to add him in next time. That's all it is. Probably so. Oh. That makes sense. It's very nerve wracking. Very nerve wracking because I was thinking, okay, the score is gonna be like 24-27. and it's gonna be those four missed points. Four oh, missed always, points. that'd be the most cowboy thing to happen to us. Honestly, bro, I was I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this yeah. is. Typical Cowboys, we're going to lose because of these extra points. And then Michael Parsons, you know, walking off the field at halftime, a little gingerly, definitely struck a nerve. I didn't know what was what was really going on, but, they, you know, they – the Cowboys – You wanted him to mentally think he wasn't prepared. That's exactly mental what it was. You know, you know, you know, I want to I want to add this about Micah. You know, Micah recently uh, welcomed a child, uh, a baby girl – and I saw a, I forgot what show it was, but someone said, you know, Micah, he, you know, he played pretty well in this matchup. And it's just like, do you think, you know, maybe what he was dealing with off the field was causing, you know, his play to, you know, uh, be on the decline a little bit. Quite a possibility. His his daughter's born, you know, she seems to be healthy. That could have been weighing pretty heavy on him. Like, um, so um, not saying that's what it was, but it's just something to think about um, and to look forward to his play um in the next round you know like maybe that's something that was affecting him you never know like guys deal with all types of stuff you know away from the football field no, there's definitely a bunch of off the field situations that we don't know about with these players so that's why you know we try not to speak too negatively about them obviously we get frustrated especially when gambling is involved you know sliding in players dms but you know you never really know what actually is going on so congratulations micah on the birth of your new baby girl. I hope that she is healthy and happy. She lives a very um very full, very fun life. But you know, we have a, another we we have a huge, a monstrous task coming uh, coming forward. We are going to San Francisco. So it was it was fun to put down Tom Brady, but now we have to move on to the young buck. So we're going from the old man to the young boy. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It's just like the yes. 90s. Feels like the 90s all over again. Yes. Hopefully it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Get right into the next round of the playoffs. We're going to go ahead do Saturday football. We got the first game up four o'clock. The Jags travel over to Kansas City. Uh, after a while, 
performance and wild card weekend having to uh, the comeback of their life. Down 20 at halftime, the Jags rallied to hit a last-second field goal and win the game 31-30 to and now turn their attention to the first-place Chiefs. Mahomes and the Chiefs gear up to take on the Jags after after having their bye week. Um, and with many, t- many would argue it was stolen away from Buffalo. But here's a fun fact. Trevor Lawrence, he's never lost a game on Saturday in his life, including high school, college, and the NFL. But Mahomes, on the other hand, this man, he's never lost a divisional round playoff game either, going 4-0. So, this will mark the end for one of those streaks. Which one will it be? TP, roll me in with some more stats on this one. It's obviously going to be the end for Trevor Lawrence this week. Sorry, buddy. Most likely, yeah. Sorry, sunshine. It's, we might as well just wrap it up. TP, I didn't, I didn't, let me, let me ask you this. Did the most handsome quarterback win? Um, last Saturday, I know you. I know you're a fan of both of those quarterbacks. Let me, I just want to ask you that question. I forgot to ask you that. Um, you know, it, it was brought to my attention actually in a podcast. Yeah, uh, that Trevor Lawrence actually is a robot. So, an android, you say? Yeah, yeah. So he's not a real man, so we can't we can't judge that because it, so. he was genetically altered. Not genetically, he was he was man made. So we can't okay. really judge. So. I guess All right then. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm glad you um informed me of this information. Yeah, that, yeah. That's interesting. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is not a real human. You said he was a test tube baby. No, he's a robot. Hmm. Not even a, he's not a baby. He's, he's just a robot. It's not not a real person. But some keys for Kansas City. They're gonna have to find a way to lock up Trevor Lawrence's what seems to be his new favorite target, Evan Ingram. Uh, I believe he had like 90, 90 plus yards last game against mm-hmm. the Chargers. So they're going to have to find a way to lock that up. If I think once they lock that up, because, you know, obviously we were talking about this the other day, playoffs are about running the ball, being able to control the run game. But run Kansas, when you want and stop the opponent from doing it. Yeah, but Kansas City's offense is just so high-powered. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes can turn anybody into a target. And, you know, with Juju, he's got a, a wide um, – wide, range of targets and weapons on offense. You know, it's it's gonna be difficult and I feel like Trevor Lawrence and them are just gonna be playing catch up the entire game. So if they can find a way to shut down Christian Kirk in the slot, shut down Evan Ingram and slow down like Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, I do believe that Kansas City is is gonna shut it's just gonna it's gonna be an open and shut game. They're young, so I think Jacksonville has a bright future, but the, the Chiefs are just way more, way more mature, more experienced. They're they're here, and you know we're gonna be looking to cop those those tickets to Atlanta when Kansas City plays Buffalo, according to the NFL. Yikes! Uh, All right, uh, Trev, man, with the current spread sitting at <laughs> minus eight and a half for the Chiefs, you got any bets for us to punch in on this one? I think you need to watch out for a Jacks cover. Got to watch out for it. So. Um, I mentioned this, you know, a few times already. The NFL wants to make the most exciting game possible, the most exciting product, literally jump off the field. And I think that you can't underestimate the Jags here. Although they were lackluster in the first half against the Los Angeles Chargers, um, I wouldn't uh, assume that to happen again against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs and Jacksonville Jaguars played earlier in the season um, in a game where the opening spread was nine and a half, the result of the game, I don't remember the exact score, but Jacksonville ended up did covering that spread. Um, also, this was at a time when Kansas City was not able to cover 
double digit spread. So, you know, nine and a half is, you know, 10 points, you know, they weren't able to cover that. Uh, Jacksonville kind of came back at the end, uh, but at points in the game, Kansas city was up, you know, uh, 14, some points, that type of thing. So everyone's like, Oh yeah, they're going to cover whatever, whatever. Um, I don't think the NFL is really in the business of, you know, at this point in time in the playoffs, really just having a blowout. I mean, they could, but you know, it it would be you of them to uh you know keep people watching keep people attentive keep those advertisements you know the eyes glued to it all that stuff so i do think this game might be closer than anticipated um, when the clock hits zero but i think there's a good opportunity for the uh for the jacks to cover now i do think it'll be a high scoring game um the total is at 52 so um i think we could probably look for an over there all the games have gone over so far uh in the nfl playoffs um, I think with this total set so high, I think the NFL does want points. They expect points. You know, this is the time in the season where even the casual viewer is tuned in. So uh, I would expect points here. 52 is a lot to, you know, to bet, um, you know, before a game starts. But I, I would go for that just because of how the previous playoff games have gone. Evan Ingram was one of the players I selected last week to go over his yardage. It was 39 last week. And uh, this week it's higher than 39 it's setting at um receiving receiver evan ingram he's sitting at 47 and a half uh for a game that is gonna have 52 uh points as his total i would take evan ingram over 47 and a half especially with that being one of his favorite most reliable targets i would definitely take him over um if there are points to be scored then uh he's probably gonna catch the football so uh that's that's what I like in this matchup. Um, but that's it. I think I think Kansas City walks out and goes on to the championship game, but I think Jacksonville keeps this game close some way, somehow. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into some Saturday night football. After getting their revenge on the Vikings, the, dra- the Giants travel to Philly for the second time this season and look for better results in their first two outings, losing by a combined 32 points. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are fresh off a of bye week and look to put an end to the G-Man Super Bowl dreams. Jalen Hurts is 0-1 straight up in the playoffs, while Jones just got his first win, so he's 1-0 straight up in the playoffs. The last time these two teams fa- uh, teams met in the playoffs was 2008 divisional round where the Eagles traveled to play the G-Man and stole one on the road. Can the Giants return the favor 14 years later? TP, roll me in with some more stats on this one. Well, I know that they say that it's been it, it's uh not it's been it's difficult to beat a team three times in, in one season. San Francisco obviously did that. Seattle with little to no pushback at all. So I I do believe that the same is going to happen. But I do believe that, I also believe that the Giants are going to put up a little bit more of a fight. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, as I previously mentioned you know, kind of been clicking. They clicked last week against Minnesota. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles are a far cry from what the Vikings are in their ability to score the football and stop you from scoring. A.J. Brown has his quarterback back, but I think that's going to be the huge question on everybody's mind is whether Jalen Hurts is really as healthy as they say that he is. The Eagles will also be getting back, from my understanding, Lane Johnson. So that's good for um, that's good for Jalen Hurts to be protected on the other side of the offensive line. Um, this defense, this front seven, obviously they set. A, I don't know if they set a record, but it's definitely a historic season as far as sacks go for 
you know, guys like Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick. I mean, you guys have heard me say all these guys' names all year. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. So, Daniel Jones, you're going to have to tap into Vanilla Vic for sure because these guys are going to be getting after you. Avante Maddox will be out this week, but, you know, they still got um, C.J. Gardner. Or, yeah, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, Darius Slay is still there. So, um, it's going to be a long day, I feel like. It's going to be a long day, long night, rather, for New York. I hope that New York can pull this out, but it doesn't It doesn't look like it's going to be the case. So, this Philadelphia team looks like they're going to be moving on, at least in my opinion, to the right. NFC Championship game. All right, Trev, with the current spread set at minus 7.5 for the Eagles, you got any bets for us to punch in on this one? I lean towards the Eagles here. They've beaten the Giants twice already and uh, in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, seven and a half is kind of like right in the range of like that final drive. So I do think that the Eagles could be up. The Giants could be kind of like on that final drive and hoping to score, you know, uh, you know, the touchdown and maybe two point conversion. And then, you know, they don't get it. Uh, they don't get the touchdown. They don't get the two point conversion. So I could see the Eagles covering this one. Uh, the Eagles are the better football team, although the Giants are very impressive. The last time they made the playoffs and won was the year they won the Super Bowl. So um, obviously that's, you know, people weren't thinking they were that team that year that was going to, you know, go advance to the Super Bowl and then win it. So um, I wouldn't put anything past the Giants. Honestly, I do think that the teams are more comparable at this point than they were uh, like a month or two ago. Uh, Daniel Jones has kind of like gotten a lot better. We don't know the full health of uh, Jalen Hurts. Like you said, TP, how healthy is he? I think he's just fine. From what I understand, the shoulder injury was more like, dude, we have like the MVP pretty much. Why throw him out there in a game where we don't need to? I, I think that's really what it came down to. Like, this is our Super Bowl. Like, if he gets hurt, then it's, you know, it's it's a wrap. So I do think that was, you know, just really precautionary just to make sure he's out of uh, – you know, harm's way. I don't think it was like a grade two or anything like that. It was kind of like a grade one. Remember, he finished that game that they were playing against, I think, Chicago Bears. It was the Bears. They could have put Gardner Minshew in there. You know, I think they would have figured out a way to beat the Bears. So um, I don't think it, you know, if it was bad, I, I, I definitely think it's healed or, you know, he has the right people and medicines and things like that to make sure he doesn't even feel it <laughs> if, if that's the case. But uh, yeah, I like Hurts. I like Philly at home in a playoff game. Um, why not? I'm going to go with Philly. All right. Let's go ahead. Move over to some Sunday football. We got the 3 o'clock game, Bengals at the Bills. The Bengals travel to Buffalo in what should be the second meeting between these uh, this season between these two franchises. Unfortunately, the first meeting was suspended before the first quarter could finish. The Bengals head into this matchup feeling disrespected, as TP mentioned earlier, as the NFL has begun um, handing out, or I'm sorry, selling tickets rather to a bill slash, I'm sorry? Yeah, NFL's not handing out shit for free. Yeah, yeah you're right. I had to correct myself. <laughs> they they are starting to sell tickets, though, for a bill slash chief AFC conference round matchup in Atlanta. And if that's not a slap in the face, I don't know what is. After barely escaping the wild card round of the playoffs, the Bills now turn their attention to the Bengals and what uh, should officially be what will officially be the first meeting between Josh and Joe. TP, roll me in with some more stats. Hey man, Buffalo better be careful. Buffalo better be careful. 
because whatever reason, Joe Burrow does not play well against the Baltimore Ravens. However, Joe Burrow was getting ready to light up Buffalo before um, Demar Hamlin went down. Prayers obviously out still him as prayers still out to him as he's recovering. But yeah, uh, good luck Buffalo, because Josh Allen is very erratic. Um, there's only a matter of time before he does make a mistake that is going to be costly. You cannot make that against the Cincinnati team because their offense clicks and it clicks well and they have been clicking. I do expect Joe Mixon to get off, especially after saying he felt disrespected. And, you know, obviously the NFL does not care about um, what Cincinnati thinks or how they feel. They are the defending AFC champions. And I, I just don't, I just don't see why the NFL doesn't think this is going to be a game if they're already trying to sell tickets to Atlanta. I get it. For sure, you want to cover the base. You want to cover your bases. But you at least wait till the game gets finished. At least till it gets underway. What are we doing? So I think um, that's going to be an extra motivation for Cincinnati. I mean, granted, I do believe Buffalo still gets the win uh, to Trevor's point, the script writers. You know, you can't just – Buffalo's gone through so much. It would be so heartbreaking for them to also lose in a divisional round to the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, when tragedy did strike a couple weeks ago in week 17. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree, TP. But, but the outcome, the outcome I see is a rematch from last year's um, championship game, being that, um, you know, it was the Bills, it was the Chiefs, and it was Patrick Mahomes got the ball first in overtime and he scored a touchdown. Now, there is a new rule in overtime where both teams will have an opportunity to possess the football in the event that. Um, you know, the first team to get it in overtime scores a touchdown. So that will be very exciting to see that. And to be honest with you, I think that condition will happen. Uh, just to kind of showcase that new rule. I expect that condition uh to happen. If not the championship uh round, I you know, this round easily. I expect that condition to happen. Just to kind of show off that new rule, you know, keep it close, and then uh both teams go into the um into overtime and, and score a touchdown that would be super exciting the nfl would just like be feasting for something like that so um looking at overs i've been looking at overs a lot for some of these matchups i don't particularly want to touch the over and uh Bengals buffalo because i do think that's a game that could potentially go under but um yeah just there, there are certain spots where the over is going to be highly lucrative I, I really think so um especially the next game that we're going to talk about but yeah, I, I do believe that. Yeah, uh, we're gonna see that condition at some point. I think Buffalo wins. I mean, there's just so the narrative is so big. I mean, they're five and a half point favorites. Like, why are they five and a half point favorites? That that's crazy for teams that are this really be like a two point one and a half, you know, type of spread. Honestly, but five and a half points. Um, I'll tell you a couple of reasons why I think uh, Cincinnati could lose. Their offensive line has been beat and battered. They started the same guys for like 15 games, and then guys started getting hurt, started dropping. If you remember the Ravens game, uh, they were generating a lot of pressure, just kind of getting through those guys that they were putting in those positions on the offensive line. I think that's going to be the key here. Uh, not that Burrow won't be able to overcome bad offensive line play, but I do think just, you know, he's at some point in time, he's going to, you know, need to really have time in the pocket to to be successful uh, throwing. And I think that will be maybe the downfall of the Bengals right there in this matchup. Bills are definitely advancing and they are going on to 
the championship game against Kansas City. The script writers, the NFL, everyone involved will be doing their part to make sure it happens. I think so. I think we see that. I'd be very, I'd be, I'd honestly be surprised if we saw something else happen. Um, to be honest. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and 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 end this uh, with some Sunday night football. And um, before we close out, I'll give the world my teaser of the week. But let's get into some Sunday football. Dallas is traveling to San Fran with nothing but revenge on their mind from last season. This will be the ninth meeting between these franchises in the postseason. Dallas is five and three. This will be their second time, however, meeting in the divisional round of the playoffs. And beating San Fran in the playoffs has led to more than half of the Dallas Cowboys rings as five wins have turned into four Super Bowl appearances and three rings for the Cowboys. And normally right now, I turn it over to TP, but going to do things a little different today. Trev, man, I want to hear what you got to say. I appreciate that, Jefe. Man, so I actually looked back to a year ago um, and we watched the recap. The I rewatched the 2021 wildcard matchup between Dallas and San Francisco. Um, the venue was switched. You know, San Francisco was in Dallas for this game, but it was a very, very close, uh, exciting football game. So Dallas uh, had a similar record. I think the exact same record, 12 and five, uh, coming into the playoffs, um, hosting a home playoff game, and it got off to a rocky start. You know, uh. San Francisco had had been up most of the game, and um, yeah, they were struggling. CeeDee Lamb didn't catch the ball until the second half. He did catch the ball, but, um, you know, he was dealing with penalties, so they were negated. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have his greatest game either. He had missed, uh, you know, key players on crucial plays uh, that, you know, would have definitely kind of put the game out of reach. Um, there were a few turnovers that, you know, kind of swayed the game. There were a few, uh, you know, uh, penalties that really swayed things. The Cowboys had a lot of penalties this game, and I think that was one thing that definitely uh, deterred them uh, throughout the game. I think they had over a dozen penalties, and uh, you can't do that. I have noticed this season that we have not been getting those same amount of penalties that we have in the past, so that's, you know, really key. Um, another thing with um, – um with the with the game on the line i remember uh shanahan and uh you know he called a play and the announcer uh, i believe it was romo he was talking about dan queens like they were on the same staff together the year in atlanta when uh you know they were in the super bowl against uh brady shanahan and quinn they were right there together uh you know they uh they know each other well and i was like i, I forgot all about that fact and that's really interesting like so it's really good that you know we have dan quinn who is you know doing such an amazing job as coordinator uh you know really stepping up and you know providing that um that blueprint for how to defeat shanahan i think that it mostly worked for the most part in the game you know we just had some bad turnovers to be honest um but yes if you all remember the game really kind of came down to um, you know, Dak Prescott, uh, he threw a pass to Cedric Wilson, uh, that, um, you know, really could have, you know, helped us out. And, uh, Cedric Wilson, I remember he dropped that pass. Um, but the key thing here was, um, Dak Prescott, man, towards the end of the game, decided to run a QB draw. I don't know if that was drawn up or what, but ran a QB draw at the middle with no timeouts. And, um, they just could not get the ball back to the empire in time. And unfortunately that's how the game ended. 
one of the most embarrassing losses in Cowboys uh, playoff uh, regular season history ever. And I just don't see us making those mistakes again. Uh, we did have some good play calls, some trick plays. Um, there was the Anthony Brown interception. You know, he's out, um, you know, with the ACL injury. But, man, I really think this game is going to be played so much differently. I think this Dallas team is going to come in with so much more confidence. They're not just relying on Zeke. Pollard has come into his own at this point in the year. And uh, they have, you know, thunder and lightning attack, you know, uh, so do San Francisco 49ers and Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey. So watch out for that. But I do think we will be successful in this game if we can shut down the run. Let Purdy beat us. If he beats us, then that's that, you know, like it is what it is. He beat us. That's that's probably the better team then. But if we if we let him drop back and pass the ball and we shut down the run, which will be hard to do, that's a task all in itself. Then I do think that we have an opportunity to really win this game. I like that we're dogs here. I didn't like when we were favorites last year. Uh, I'm looking for a different result. I really am. Um, I think it's possible. So uh, that's all I got to say. I mean, just watching that game, um, we're on a revenge tour. You know, <laughs> we lost twice to um, Tampa Bay before we beat them. Um, you know, this current Tampa Bay team. And um, we lost last year to San Francisco um, in the playoffs. So this this is the revenge tour, I think. We really have to come out strong and, uh, you know, kind of show them who we are. People thinking that, you know, oh, you beat 45-year-old Tom Brady. Uh, I guarantee you they'll be saying, well, you beat a seventh-round pick, a rookie seventh-round pick. That's that's the same excuse they'll give us, uh, you know, when we advance to the NFC championship. So that's what I have to say. Uh, I'm not getting on player props. Like I said last week. Don't want to get into those for these games. I just want a good game. I don't want us to embarrass ourselves. I want us to win. So, um, obviously, I got to go with the three and a half. But, you know, uh, kind of my secret sauce is to say that I'm betting the other team. And then <laughs> Dallas fools through. So, I'm, I'm going to go with that, too. I'm, I'm going to go with my secret sauce. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bet uh, San Francisco. Um, and and hopefully, I lose my money. So. All right, T. Yeah, me me as well. Hey, uh, TP, you got another roll call for us this week. What what you got to say? I don't necessarily have a roll call, but I know Brett Maher. Don't ever do that again. It's just it's unacceptable. Um, you know, obviously the team is still riding with you. I'm I'm not not riding with you, but we can never we can never have four missed extra points ever again. It's just unacceptable. Um, a play was brought to my attention during the Tampa Bay game. There was – I forgot who the pass was to specifically, but the receiver was running down the field, and C.D. Lamb ultimately gets a block that sets out, you know, that basically opens up the field for said receiver. And it's just plays like that that show the level of maturity from C.D. Lamb this season. You know, it wasn't how he didn't have a really good start to the game at that point. I, don't believe, he, I believe he had actually not caught a single pass yet. But, you know, him still staying in the game, he's not, you know, doesn't really have those, like, diva mentalities. Like, oh, I'm not getting the ball, so I'm going to check out. You know, it's it's, it's very team-oriented. Seems like in Dallas, that's that's what is needed. It's been a long time since the team has been all on one accord. So, you know, it looks good. Did you see and the now, video circulating of him uh, talking to Maher on the sideline? I did see that. I did see that. That's why I was saying. He said, go for effing too. <laughs> Was that was that the video? No, no, or, you know, not, no, you, no. That was Dak's meme. But I'm talking about what CD was talking to Maher, Maher on the sideline. He was giving him encouragement, yeah, telling him we're behind. Oh, you. was he? 
Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't catch he that. He said, don't, yeah, he said, don't worry about it, bro, or something like that. He said, we're fucking behind you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He was saying how he's bailed, uh, Maher's bailed out the offense. So, you know. No, he has. He has. Yeah, yeah he, he said, yeah, know. he did say that. He said, y'all, you bailed, bailed us out several times. Yeah, yeah that's you know, true. So, you know, it's it, 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 it a true fact. So, you know, we can't. True fact. That was redundant. That was stupid. I'm sorry. Grammatical errors. However, you know, we have to we have to stick by our guys. And, you know, we did sign a kicker, obviously, to the practice squad. But, you know, it's just got to have confidence, you know, just little little jitters that happens, you know, first game of the playoffs. We'll be all right. I think he'll be okay. Defensively is where this game is really going to be decided, in my opinion, as, as you were saying, Trev. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Wilson, we have to shut down the run. Because if we don't shut down the run, we're going to have to be as honest as possible on defense. And there's yeah. just too many threats with Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, who, you know, is Purdy's favorite target, at least yeah. while Debo Samuel was down. And obviously the boogeyman himself, Debo Samuel, is going to be on the field as well. So this game is going to get very physical, very fast. Dak Prescott played a near perfect game last week and he has to do the same. He cannot come out flat like he has in previous playoff games. He has to come out ready to play ready. You know, can't have too many three and outs early because as we've seen, San Francisco will capitalize on these sort of situations. If you, if you, if you play around with San Francisco enough, they're going to blow you out and it'll happen yeah. fast yeah. before you know it. And then they're going to be blitzing you to hell and then there's nothing you can do offensively. So, mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be it's going to have to be a tit for tat game where either they're they're not scoring, and we are it's we have to we have to score pretty much. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Like obviously the, the point of the game is to score, but you know there has to be an emphasis on that. Like even if it's like fourth and two on like the twenty yard line, kick the field goal. We don't want to risk any short downs and then we lose the ball because Brock Purdy is capable of driving the ball eighty yards down the field or mm-hmm. having a big play and for what 60 yards with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. We're already missing one cornerback. We're missing a couple actually, you know, obviously Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown. So it's not like we're not shorthanded. So we have to make sure that everybody is on the same accord. Everybody's locked in. We have to get pressure on Brock Purdy. Now again, they said that this is the first defense he'll actually be playing against. So we'll see how we man how we how we line up against this offense. But San Francisco's offense is not to be fucked with. San Francisco's defense is not to be fucked with. So, Dak, you have to be very careful with the ball. I understand you're being aggressive this year. Please be careful with the ball. We don't have to necessarily force it to Ezekiel Elliott either because Tony Pollard is the one that got our run game started against Tampa Bay last week, if anybody was paying attention. Tony Pollard was the one after those couple three announced and it was, you know, stifled offense. Tony Pollard's when it started opening up the holes and things of that nature. So, and Dalton Schultz, please don't fucking turn to Jason Wynn. <laughs> yeah, Dalton Schultz had a good game last week. By the way, I mean we have we have we have three to four tight ends, like tight end room is full of tight ends. But obviously, Dak likes Dalton Schultz in these situations. He did have a great game last week. Don't fuck around, man. We have to let's just push, man. Just push, Michael Gallup. Thank you again. Your your timing with your jumping for the ball still a little off. I can see it. I know you know you're probably nervous about your knee injury. That's fine. We understand that. Get the timing down. There are there is no room for error against the San Francisco team. They will capitalize any moment, at any moment, any mistake. They're going to get after it. So we have to be willing and ready to do the same. 
All right. All right. Well, before we get up out of here, I just want to give the world my teaser of the week. I love the points for every team this week. So with that said, I'm going to take this seven-point teaser. Marks up the Jags, 15 and a half. The Giants, 14 and a half. The Bengals, 12 and a half. And the Cowboys, 10 and a half. It's plus 180 right now on the books. I don't think any team's losing by more than 10 this weekend. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and lock that one in. Um, and if it hits, you heard it here first. Um, with that said, though, join Triple Babble next weekend as we recap the divisional round and get right into the conference round of the playoffs, the final battle for the respective right to be called the AFC and NFC champs, and punch their one-way ticket straight to the Super Bowl. Until then, I hope you all enjoy the divisional round, and I'll see you all next week. El Jefe is out. I feel like I look like a mixture of Cam Newton and Spinelli from Recess. That too. Well, I'm like, you look like some cartoon character. I couldn't think of who. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good that's a good comp right there. That was I good. I thought about that, but uh yeah. Um, yeah. Cowboys come on in. I know it's it's we can, you know, end up in, in the championship game against the NFC East opponent. Who's to say? But we gotta get through San Fran first. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it for me. TP's out. Um, I just want to say something too. Um, in the event that we end up in a you know championship game, you know, obviously it would be against NFC East opponent. If it was the Giants, because we had the better record, we'd be playing them, that'd be a home game for Dallas. If it's the Eagles, obviously that'd be you know their division winner, we'd be playing um in Philly. But you don't want to think about that too much, just just putting out those scenarios in the event that we win. Um, obviously we need to focus on San Francisco first. But um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to just an exciting game. Hope that, you know, we we play well, we do well. Um, everything is uh, looking good. But until then, um, join Triple Babble uh, for our next episode. We'll be breaking down the results of the divisional round weekend games. Um, until then, check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Um, check us out on our Instagram page, um, Triple Babble. Uh, podcast um check us out on instagram um yeah check us out check us out on um also on spotify um check out our basketball show um we have a new nba show that has just started called basketball babble um so we will be filming um you know recording that next episode uh soon um it's a weekly show weekly nba show talk about a variety of topics across um the association but until then um yeah, we we hope for a exciting weekend of football. Um, but yeah, give us a good rating on Apple, Spotify. Um, this is Trev, and this is Triple Babble. Um, signing out for now. <laughs>